inside joy Welcome everyone to Cults I Would Join and to the last episode of our second season, the season wrap up. I'm Jesse Stone. Amron, how are you today? You know, Jesse, I'm good. I am a little hungover uh, <laughs> and that's just fine. I, that's absolutely fine. I have my coffee. coffee. I have my Cults I Join. I can't complain. How are you? Pretty good. I'm I'm only hungover from sheer exhaustion. And yeah. this morning my son was like, can we do 8,000 things today? And I was like, honey, I am so tired. I feel like a wet noodle. And he goes, oh, now I oh! want ramen. No, he goes, oh, now I want ramen. <laughs> you, couldn't, Thanks, you could not dampen his inspiration. He was like, I got all these ideas and even your complaints are going to fuel more ideas. <laughs> Add ramen to that list, mom. You know what I'm thinking? <laughs> ramen. I love it. That's so good. Honestly, now I may have to have ramen. So it sounds that's delicious. Like, it honestly, does sound quite delicious. Um, and last night at the club, a girl was telling me about taking uh, noodles and ramen and buying a Costco rotisserie chicken and shredding the rotisserie chicken <gasps> and then simmering the chicken in like the in some stock and then making the ramen in like a chicken stock with that and it's like an elevated chicken noodle soup and it Come on. no prep and that sounded so good that I just shared it with everyone today I think we should all try that out before everyone, the winter is over in synchronicity we're all yes. going to be eating ramen chicken noodle soup by the way though it's summer to these people that's true. Yeah, it doesn't not matter to us. And I, I, you know, as much as I begin to get my podcast legs, the timing of it all, <laughs> it, it do be throwing me. I would say, yeah. so yes, that makes sense. That's okay. I, listen, there isn't a day that I don't eat warm comfort soup, and I don't care if it's July. I love it, and that's how it should be. That's mm. how it should be. So a little summer soup is what we're requesting you to pursue here. I actually like genuinely like I really love soup. It's my comfort food. I make it a lot. Um, and it's like my ex just hates everything about me by virtue okay. of it being about me. And so yeah. my son was like, yeah, my mom made some really great soup for dinner the other night. And he was like, yeah, your mom makes a lot of soup. <laughs> Now, I can't win. <laughs> sure, I don't know about that response. That's so funny. Yeah, your mom makes a lot of soup. Okay, sue me, soup me. All right, it's a lot of delicious soup. <laughs> I, you know, what do you want? Guilty as charged. I'm yeah. a soup girl. What yeah. can you say? <laughs> so, um, as we get into chit chatting about um our season two, I just want to say, I. Amarin, you were going to speak to this as well, but like we're kind of getting our podcast legs under us. Um, full disclosure, I learned how to turn on my mic in season two. So that has been a huge boon to everyone. Watershed moment for us yeah. when we figured out right. the mic. There was this time, friends, that I want to let you in on where we were literally just unplugging our microphones and testing the sound. And it was exactly the same. And we were like, wait, wait a second. And that's when it clicked. So we're we're making our way through, I would say. I would guys, say we're making it. 
You all heard the episode where I lived with the Amish, right? That's where my tech skills start and end. Yeah. So she's just very, very committed to that Amish way of life. Even though she... <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, we do have, we are getting those podcast legs and it does feel good to know better how to navigate the recording space. I don't mean to alarm anybody, but it doesn't necessarily come naturally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, like I think it sounds easier. No, I know it sounds easier than it does when I listen to people talk on podcasts and you don't realize, you don't realize, I didn't realize, maybe everybody else knows, but I didn't realize that it would take a little more finesse and self-awareness and forethought, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Things I'm lacking. So that's <laughs> yeah, and I'm not going to show any of those today. So buckle up. Well, I was, get I was wild. about to say I don't intend to stop lacking them. So <laughs> because so what we're going to do is keep that energy. Yeah, yeah. we're going to keep that energy <laughs> right. right there. So. We're unapologetic about it. The truth is that we this is kind of our little project, and we just kind of we just kind of show up for it how we how we do. <laughs> right. Also, we may be um, uh, projecting a little bit of. Um, defensiveness this morning because we got our first three-star review uh recently so we are not going to be in the business of like reading everybody's shitty reviews of us until we're on jimmy kimmel and we're like really doing it but um i need to get paid for it exactly but this one we did actually want to say one thing because like (laughs) this person didn't gender themselves but this man (laughs) mansplained enough to us to go ahead and we know you're that you let that male cat out of the bag so uh one of the things that was mansplained to us that we actually do want to address is that um this person suggested that we should decide what is and is not funny um and and you know draw some hard lines so we just want to say to you guys actually uh no the fuck we don't um in fact the whole reason we're here the truly from the bottom of my heart the whole reason we're here is because we want to dialogue with you the listeners mm-hmm. we we actually do not Amarin and I can just I don't know if you guys know we can just talk on the phone we actually we, we have and full we access sometimes. to each other it's 20 it's in the 2020s now like we we don't have to do this live and recorded and pay an editor and like spend you know 8 months figuring out how to plug in a microphone we're doing this because <laughs> we want that to talk to you. hard work is earned. Okay, listen. <laughs> we are putting in the time for you, listener. No, it's true, though. That's right. Yeah. And yeah, it is for it is because we want that dialogue and not because we're trying to say what the truth is at any point ever about a group or a yeah, situation. Never. In any case, because um, we don't know what the truth is sometimes. And sometimes we feel like we know what the truth is, but guess what? It can be subjective even when we think we know. Um, Fully. Jesse and I are, I don't, I'm not trying to brag, but we're pretty smart. Uh, We've been around the block before and we know that we're not right about everything, um, which is why we want to have conversations about stuff. Um, And yeah, I would tack on one other thing that I mentioned to you, Jesse, is is just like, we're also in the same hand as, as that. We're not a barometer for what's, um, for what's okay either. We're not reviewing these groups and, and trying to like pass an approval or a denial on them um, that, you, that we think you should take on as your belief as well. We are having that dialogue and welcoming you to enter the dialogue as well. Um, never making some sort of overarching assertion about this is the truth of the matter and now eat it up, you know, like, cause, because we are the divine overlords, that know, <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not happening. I promise. 
Uh, and additionally, we're not the arbiters of what's funny, uh, mm. <laughs> as per I the three star review. But <laughs> yeah, I, I put in my application. They said no. Yeah, yeah, so. hard pass from the funny gods. So, yeah. but really, that's a discussion. All of this is a discussion, and you know, I've I've many times said uh, that this is so that I won't corner people at parties, but. Actually, what we've really done is invite you all to a party and sneakily made this the dialogue. And so now we pass the Cheeto Bowl to you. And let me take this moment to say, please come join our Cult Side Join Facebook group because that's yes. where the dialogue is happening. And we are getting to have some really interesting discussions there, which is really fun. Um, and that's really, again, what we're here for. We'll stop harping on this, but please join the Facebook group. That's where all the talking happens. It's yes. really fun talking into a vacuum um, is fun for Amber and I, but we can again do that just on the phone with a lot less production value. Um, it's true. We're really excited to hear what you guys think. So we're not the boss of what's funny. So no. again, no, the fuck we're not going to decide what's funny and what's not and make a hard line about it. That doesn't sound no. funny at all. Yeah. And also I don't know if this is evident on the podcast, but one tiny call out is that, this is not scripted. We never script the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if that I feel like that's pretty evident. Um, the reviewer would say it's very evident. Um, <laughs> but the but I feel like I feel like that's an important note because sometimes mm. you're gonna hear natural conversation stuff. You're like you're gonna hear I don't stuttering. always know what to say. I don't always I'm not always funny. Um it is the greatest burden of my life that every time I open my mouth, I'm not the funniest woman that's ever lived. But gosh, I just can't do it. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's OK. It's And we can't really set the pace for that. We're just two women being funny online. Right. That's it's brave in its way. <laughs> <laughs> my therapist is always telling me she, like yes. one of her favorite things to drop in conversation with me is um, she likes to say. Because we, she used to be my group therapist, so she's seen me in a lot of group dynamics. She's now my private therapist, and so she often says, "Well, Jesse, I know that you like to say shocking things," and I'm always like, "I no, I don't. I really, <laughs> I'm never trying to be shocking. I'm just really socially inept." So, yeah, that goes for this this podcast as well. I'm, I'm, Experiment. we're just, yeah, but, but that to say, you're gonna hear us sometimes stuttering, sometimes silent it's for true. a moment. That's because I just told Amarin that some cult only believes in, you know, feeding babies for the first month of their lives at the bottom of a well. And then Amarin's yes. not going to know what to do with that information. Sometimes I have to think about whether or not I can make a joke about what's being said also, right? Like sometimes I have to be like, has enough time passed for this to be funny? I don't know. Like I have to think about the lines too in real time. Yeah, for sure. In real so. time. No, yeah, it's fair. And also, I feel like we've talked about this a handful of times, but I'm going to throw it out there just to make this person feel extra bad because we're laying it on thick. But <laughs> I have a I have a head injury, um, which results in some word recall problems, which means I do stutter and blank on talking. Um clinically, it that is correct. Uh it is a diagnosis and I do take medication for it. So congratulations. You pointed out a real symptom that I deal with in life. Uh, I'm not really not trying to make you feel awful on that one, but it is true. Um, so that's I can, I can promise I'm going to keep delivering that right there because I am stuck with it. It is okay. Yeah. Take that back to the FEC. See if it's egalitarian. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That and was on a, we go. Almost a spit take. That was our first <laughs> spit take of the episode, but instead it was a cough take because I wasn't drinking anything. Let's dive in. Heads up, listeners. This is actually our humor barometer. It's just how many times they make Amaranth spit her coffee. It's it's a little personal back and forth, you know, tete-a-tete <laughs> that we've begun to uh, engage in here. Because I hate coffee. <laughs> it's not true. I'm drinking mine. Okay. Let's get into this. So we've got a list of our groups. We're going to go through them in order that we covered them from episode one to episode 12. And we're just going to do a little bit of chitty chatty on each one of them. I think we're going to do a your favorite and least favorite thing about each group and then anything, any side mentions we want to give. So group number one, we will remember here, Amarin, I'm going to do the buzz quiz again because Amarin is the queen of trivia. Group number one, do you remember it? I do remember group number one. It was a ringer to start out. It was Mm -hmm. Heaven's Gate. Yep. It was. Right out the gate with Heaven's Gate. Right out the gate. See, very smart. Honestly, maybe the title of the episode should be just straight out the gate. Um, (laughs) Just so we can tell people that we're not taking it seriously enough. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no, it it was a crazy episode. Definitely one of the more traditional big name cults that we've covered as well, Mm, which was, for me, fun because you don't always get to talk about Groups that have had, you know, countless documentaries made, lots of speculation, much like book writing and research. Um, And all of the groups to some degree have elements of that. Obviously, we talk about even like small recent groups that have Netflix documentaries and stuff like that. But I don't know. Yeah. Heaven's Gate being such a, a big one was a very fun way to enter the season. That was really I I really enjoyed that too and and there is there is so much information out there on Heaven's Gate that you can really get a feel for the group and the inside of it which is what I I'm always angling into myself so um, I appreciated that now Heaven's Gate was low on my aesthetic list and low yes. on my joining list because I'm just not a science fiction girl that's not my jam no. um, if a cult offered me everything in the world and then told me I had to watch Star Trek every day, I would be like, fuck this, I'll starve on the outside. So um, fine on that. So fine. Even <laughs> Star Wars. Nah. For can't me. do it. Can't do it. Um, so, but let's talk favorite things and least favorite things. If you were a cult member at Heaven's Gate, yes. I'll go first. Uh, my favorite thing about living in Heaven's Gate, yes. if I were going to be a member, would definitely be the calm predictability. When they were like, mm. our pancakes are exactly this size and everybody gets exactly this many. I was like, that's so predictable. It's it so is calming so nice. to the nerves. <laughs> It makes us little ba- little post-stress babies feel very, very safe whenever yeah. things are that consistent. I, feel like. I really Which like it, that. It's nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I think it's, I think that, I think that for me, that is a, that is a big part of it. I think that being able to talk about a group that is, um, gosh, I group suicide did scare me and a trigger warning on that. But um, it was it was a scary topic to confront. I was going to say my con is group suicide. Yeah, that's my my least favorite. Followed closely by home castration. (laughs) Yeah, did not want to did not enjoy that part at all. No, Um, followed closely by not not a great aesthetic. It's true. (laughs) All very close to each other could edge each other out as my top con it's yeah it's completely fair um yeah yes 
I do think, I do think I love the way that I, I do love their theory though. I will say now theory is not the word, but like what they believed in with the that whole, they like, could catch a comet. Yes. I yeah, think that's that, nice. I think that was That'd my nice. favorite part um, of the group was just like the fantastical nature of the doctrine that they were that they were eating up. I honestly love that. I think that's awesome. Um, I don't like where it got them, obviously, and that's very unfortunate and very tragic. But um, I don't know. I think <laughs> good for you guys for taking us a, a love for Star Wars and turning it into something daily and real. You know, like wow, jeez. <laughs> really? Some people are just like, I'm gonna live in my mom's basement, you know, or like I'm gonna buy like those pop figurines. Yeah, and you were like. <laughs> We're going in, you know, we're going in on this. And that is, that's what it means to be a culty person is to be way too intense about stuff. <laughs> you know, like Jesse and I get it. We're in, we're insane about certain things and Definitely. that's how it should be. Hashtag yeah. feral. My name, my favorite <laughs> word. I thought my word of the year for 2023 would be like calm or gentle or like, <laughs> no, it's feral. Okay. Feral. The word for 2023 is feral. Guys, feel free to steal yes, that girls. from Amber, and I'm going to. I hope you do, because more feral women, I think, better, always. And listen, feral men can join our club, because if you're if you're feral, you're yes. not all up in that patriarchy, so get on over here. Let's we see love ya. a feral man, uh, though I will say the range historically is broader, uh, but... We're not talking that QAnon guy with the horns. That's right. Fuck so out of here. You know who you are. You're probably not listening to the podcast, honestly. I mean, like, save a select few people that are continuously giving one-star reviews. I know who you are. I see the download locations. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's totally fine. We know who we've slept with and what zip code they're in. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I don't mean to alarm you, You but, like, silent (laughs) one-star reviews coming from particular places, very transparent. (laughs) It's not a very effective way to bully your ex-girlfriends. I don't know what to tell you. Also, I will just take all my orgasms and go. I don't need to know anything else about your feelings about me. Thank you. I'm good. Thanks. Peace. Uh, back on track. No, 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 no. Do lot. The track is talking about ex-boyfriends and we will oh. keep going. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but Shh, we're back that's on why track. we're doing this. <laughs> Secretly, this is so we won't corner people at parties and talk about our ex-boyfriends because we're just so obsessed and can't ever get past it. I love that it. That is also a public service because I <laughs> may have done that in the past. Apologies. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Apologies. All right. Heaven's Gate. Um, I'll say this one other thing about them. I really loved they had a lot of sweetness in their mm. like they seem to deeply love each other. And again, mm-hmm. I've lived in a lot of cults and communes and they don't. I mean, they're people. There's all kinds of yeah. undercurrents. I think literally the the self castration really cut out a lot of tension in that group. Yes. Um, They were almost childlike. Um. But but it was nice that they had that sweetness and affection for each other. And I think yes. it's just there's something about like a group of adults who just like have listen. I don't like that they missed out on what their lives could have been. They didn't have children. They didn't have families. They they didn't even have their their, you know, families of origin. However, they were just like this little club of adults who believed in a really fantastical thing and ate at Marie Callender's a lot. 
That is, I forgot about the Marie calendars, but that was so charming to hear. It's sweet. So I'm glad that they had that. And that's true. I hope their end was painless and I hope they caught a comet. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I I do too. And yeah, I think that is. However, I I do not advocate group suicide. No, no, no. And that's not the answer. And it's a loss. But um, it, yeah, it is, it is so. It is so interesting to see. So I think one of the coolest things about talking about groups like this is seeing like you always hear about the big guys, right? Like T and Doe in Heaven's Gate, for instance. You hear about yeah. those people and what they liked and what they pushed yeah. and all of that stuff. But what I like is just thinking about those individuals that came together into the collective. Exactly. And those people, those just like me, just a person, just a young woman or a young man um, not necessarily don't have to be young. I'm not sure why that qualifier was on there. Going to mm-hmm. Marie Callender's right and sharing with this group that you trust in so ultimately, um, and you share such a bond with, you know, a be- truly a beautiful human experience thing. I don't think it's wrong to say so, even though they met an end that I wouldn't wish upon them for that. Um, and. Yeah, I think that it's I think that that is really cool. Obviously, we get into a dicier territory when we talk about like the the lies, the deceit from T and Doe that yes. that was yes. misleading. And that's where you start to get into some rocky territory where it's like, well, hey, they can't make informed decisions if you're lying to them about everything. That's well, that's literally the definition of a cult as opposed to <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're not you're not consenting if you're not informed. Exactly. And that's Wow, look at you coming in with a ringer line just 20 minutes in. It's not consenting if you're not informed. And that's so true. That is a great line to draw in regards to community versus cult versus commune, right? The the, yeah. the great C categories. Um, yeah, cult definitely is an easier to identify place if you find that there is a mass of people that are not informed at the same level as leadership or the people at the top, right? That have the silly names always. I mean, silly guys, named people. That's a con on the names. I'm I'm not a pro. T and Doe is a it's thumbs painful. down. Painful. That, La Tito. Okay, I don't. And now we're sitting here being forced to say these dopey names. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not like they did a lot of things that make you want to praise them on the whole, which is already not not working out. But then the names are the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. I do not like the names. Kudos to people like Wolf Zendik, who really had that shit figured out. Yes. And... Yeah, no, Wolf Zendik was who I was referencing, actually. They, the yeah. Zendik people, they've got it on lock. Yeah. All that all that branding. TM, mm. as a marketer, I can respect it, Zendiks. I can respect <laughs> it. Go. Go go off, if you will. Keep the STDs. Oh, hand God. us the branding. All right, on to Quakers. Speaking of STDs, no. Quakers, <laughs> my favorite. We oh love my you gosh. so much, Quakers. Yes. Quakers, we're obsessed with you. I hope the I hope listeners that you all enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed recording it with, with Jesse because this was it's tough competition. This is one of my favorites from the season, and I would say all-time favorites too over the both seasons. Just to be able to talk about it um, and these groups and really talk about how cool these people are. Like, people hear Quaker and they think, you know, the man on the oak box. Yep. And they're like, 
it feels pretty passive, feels pretty dormant, but no, sir. But no, uh-huh. sir. None of that is in the legacy of the Quakers and the Shakers. And I just, mm, I love to see it. Quaker in the streets, anarchist in the sheets. That's exactly right. I, yeah. Quakers straight up, still to this day, probably one of the closest to a genuine join that you could ever get me. Present day Quakers. I think you guys may have it figured out straight up. With yeah. All of the LGBTQIA plus initiatives, uh, um, the inclusion of people of color, the way that the doctrine has Matter changed. People. I mean, like the way that they've updated their language, the philosophy, and it still is true to the original doctrine. I mean, ooh, that's quite a flex, guys. That's quite a flex where you get to, to not have to bastardize your own text or doctrine it in 2023 to be like politically correct which is not what Mm. you're doing and i know that but it does technically check that box um no that's that is a flex like we do not often see from a community um high five to you quakers i think my favorite thing i have two favorite things about the quakers obviously their their worship and preaching format is my favorite in the world to just quietly wait for um you know, got to speak to your heart and then share it with people. I love it. I love it. I love it. I've sat yes. in Quaker meetings and done that. It's the best thing in the world. I just love it. Uh, secondly, obviously, I like y'all's outfits. Uh, the, yeah. the, yes. the the Quakery Quaker outfits, not the, not the you know, normal passing ones. That's fair. <laughs> that we have today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, I... I just really love your property destruction back in the oh couple centuries back. Way to go, you guys. Honestly, you did not give yes. a fuck. Yes, a spot making me feel feral in a good way, mm. inspiring that feral energy, if you ask me. Those Quakers I, did not give a fuck. They did not give a fuck. They said no money changing in the temple. Let's yeah. go. They and, were the honey badgers of mid-century, <laughs> 16th century religion. And they certainly did not care one bit. Um, mm-hmm. And that, yeah, so amazing. I would say a couple a couple of things that uh, high level really wins for me on the Quakers. Uh, no clergy, clergy. Wow, yeah, and say that. Love that. Cannot express to you guys enough how important that is to me. Agreed. Um, I do not like to see structured leadership in groups. It, it makes me feel uh, suspicious, deeply yeah. suspicious. Um, I. I know I am jaded. I am in therapy. It's fine. But I do see that and I'm like, ooh, that is a potential to abuse some authority. So the Quakers having that no clergy system in place, obsessed with it. Other big one, and I know you guys are going to get tired of hearing about this eventually, but I am a woman. I cannot separate myself from it. Um, mm. I love the the, tre- the historical and empirical treatment mm. of women from the Quakers. I'm not saying it's perfect from or day above one. approach, but yeah. oh my God. Gosh, the advocacy in a time where there was almost none, the representation we see of them in the women's suffrage movement and in the abolitionist movement, um, or slavery abolition, I should say. Yeah, the important stuff. I'd like to think that I would be involved in such a noble cause as a historical mm. figure. And I have no way to say or, or convince. That's just an ego boost for me to fantasize yeah. about in my head. Yeah. But for them, it was real life. They did no, that. We talked about that in the episode. How yeah. like, yeah, I, like what a what a wrenching time to be alive because I could not live with myself to not be an active Quaker working with the railroad at that time. 
And yet, like, I know myself, I don't handle ongoing terror well. That's really fucking hard. Yeah. And they did it. They did it. You Quakers, you did it. In the face of it all. Yeah. So obviously a huge member of the Quaker fan club. Uh, Y'all can hit me up if you are listening. I am not joking. Um, That is totally fine with me. You guys are great. I also love... um, I've said this before. This is like the most personal you're going to hear me get on this, but um, my the group that I was raised in um, colloquially, colloquially, wow, nope, where pronunciation has gone out the window. You know what I mean? Um, I was able to um, lose my train of thought there, but what what it was is that we also referred to ourselves as the friends. Um, colloquially. Oh, that's nice. Yes, and. Um, or, and if we would talk about somebody else, you would say, oh, that they're some of the friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that's near and dear to my heart. And I love the Society of Friends. Like, well, I just feel like that's so warm and fuzzy and mm. correct to the yeah. religiosity that you're selling. Like, we are friends. Yes, yeah. we are friends. It is a society of people that care about each other's divine souls. What else is what else is a friend if not somebody that looks out for that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Aww. I mean, also the girls that walk you home from the club. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, it's a we'll call them a, honorary Quakers. Honorary Quakers. Honestly, they probably would be cool with that. Women, women protecting women. That seems very Quakery. My my only con for Quakers is that they're not more accessible to me in southern Missouri. So that's you guys fair. Do a little meeting down here. Be great. Why, why don't you guys maybe spring up a little group action in Idaho and Missouri where we need you desperately. And oh my gosh. Uh, we'll see you soon, please. Okay. I, I don't know if you've been listening to the podcast, but Idaho's got a lot of stuff popping up and we need, we might, we could use some good stuff in here too. We could use some of the Honestly. positive stuff. Uh, group number three, The Garden, also known as the TikTok cult. This one was brought to us by a listener who requested it, and um, otherwise it wouldn't have been on our list. So, guys, we really do listen to you, and thank you so much for this uh, recommendation because it was a really fun one. Um, Garden, what do you think? Interesting one for me. This one was a real surprise. I had no idea anything about it ahead of time. So I was just like, whoa, and it was a wild ride. It was. it was a wild ride. I think the most interesting thing to me about the garden was actually not about the garden at all. It was it was about how people react to just like a fucking group of people living together. Like people lost their ever loving minds. And like as far as I could see, it was just like a pretty chill group of people doing their, you know, small farm in Tennessee. So it was really like the massive reaction of people just like passionately attached to either fucking with this group of people or just like gaining their own, um, you know, notoriety just by like acting faux worried about them was Mm. just... It was really interesting to me, the massive reaction from like a small, not that different than anything else community. Um, Yeah. So my big takeaway from the garden wasn't about the garden. It was about other people. That's very, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It was, yeah, it was revealing in a lot of ways, I feel like. Um, It was interesting to see the way that social media played into it, which is something that we just don't often... I feel like that's an obvious yeah. statement, but it's something we don't often see on Colt Side Join is like a 
something that went viral, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like not in real time. Obviously, like I will randomly see TikToks about like the yellow delis, right? Like, I'll, you know, like yeah. I'll see TikToks about the groups we talk about, but not in like real recruitment time. Um, mm. And so that was, I thought that was a super interesting angle that I hadn't considered because social media does have a really powerful influence. And maybe one of the most infamous girls out there, social media, I mean, for a little bait and switch, you know, which is very much in the cult line. So it's just like, yes, you guys work together well, the internet and shady cults handshake right there. <laughs> TikTok um, was like, yes, please. I, yeah. this, this makes perfect <laughs> sense for the algorithm. <laughs> it made me understand my commune elders better because I, I lived on a very large, very rural commune for a long time. Um, that is, um, how should I say it's, it is large and rural, which I've now said twice, <laughs> but <laughs> point being, it's oddly totally off the map for people right around it. Like it, it's strange how much it isn't known. Um, it, it's just because it's so large and so old. Uh, it's strange how much it's it's under the radar. Um, and it's it's this large piece of land is down a long, lo like couple miles long dirt road that is completely unmarked at the entrance. So you're driving down a rural highway and it's like dirt road, dirt road, dirt road, dirt road. And you'd never know that it's like dirt road to a trailer, dirt road to mm. a garden, dirt road to a hundred member, 2000 acre kippy commune dirt road to a garbage dump you know like you don't know which of these innocuous dirt roads leads you to like a fucking magical land which makes me want to turn down every dirt road in the country but that to say when i lived there there was a big debate over our mailbox at the head of the dirt road okay the postal people didn't even use it because you know you can't fit 100 people's mail in there but um it, it sat out there and it was an easy turn point, right? Because it's had the name of the community on the mailbox and it sat out there at the head of the dirt road. So when people were coming, we could say, oh, turn it our mailbox. Um, and then somebody went out and like chopped it down. And then somebody oh. went out and put it back up. And then somebody went out and chopped. Well, I'm talking about people from our community, not not strangers. Oh, this is just, um, okay. I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Got the it. chopper downers were like, we get plenty of people we don't need people to know where we are. Let's not put a sign at the end of this road in this mm. like rural, slightly racist, you know, not even slightly, you know, like community. Let's not fly a flag. And then people like me were like, that's insane. We're a utopia. Other people should be able to find us. And and then other people were like, really? No. And so the the mailbox just went up and down and up and down and up and down. And it is down now. And when I go there, I'm sad to see it down. But when I saw what happened with the garden, who is a small version of, of that same farm, yeah, uh -huh. uh, I was like, holy shit, I'm wrong. Apologies to my elders who chopped down the mailbox. Hmm. I mean, hmm. they're not just not on TikTok. They've chopped down their mailbox. They've chopped the mailbox down. And, yeah. and, and they get plenty of visitors and, and they're a pretty well-known place. So, you know, they don't need any advertisement. It's why I don't mention them here because they don't want or need my advertisement. But no fucking wonder because TikTok, you know, really, 
I mean, the garden closed and their their goal was to be open and free for everybody. And they closed, Mm -hmm. not disbanded, but closed their doors to the public, um, which was for the best and a good learning experience for them. But anyway, we won't belabor it. What's your favorite thing about the garden? Gosh, that's a good question. I like I like the general setup of the garden, I would say. Um, I was interested in the whole like, here's the farm, right? And where you're coming into it and, and everybody it's just open to people and we welcome you in. And it and like that for me, like I know that this is one of the more common things that draws people to Colton community, but that's I like that. I think that's a great message. I think that it was obviously effective on some level with the way that they had it set up from a viewing lens, like from just an outsider's perspective. Um, and then obviously they started getting a little exposed and, and went on a whole path we will not have to cover. But yeah, I would say at a high level, I do really like that initiative. I think it's a good idea. Um, and I like... I like the name The Garden also. I think it's very cool. I'm really into the whole, I don't know. I always loved Garden of Eden symbolism. Probably if I was going to create my own cult, I would create like a little, um, gosh, I just forgot her name, Lilith, a little Lilith Mm -hmm. cult kind of based in the Garden of Eden lore, you know, and then go from there. So I'm, I, I, I see you and I'm interested in that direction is what I would say. That's nice. I think my favorite is kind of similar to yours, just the community in general, the nice flow, the nice feel of the place. I really liked the um, coverage of their community meetings. Um, They operate, they're small enough that they can operate on full consensus. And so I liked seeing them go through their meeting process because that's a thing I always like about communities, but they just had a pretty good and cooperative vibe. And I liked that about them. I appreciated their initial response to cult accusations being like mimicking of cult suicides and Mm. and culty like here's us sacrificing you know on the full moon like i thought that was funny um and they thought they had the license to be funny because they didn't know people were going to call the fucking you know cps on them um but i'm glad all the all's well that ends well for them and i think it was a lesson learned that you do have to be a little more guarded and maybe chop your fucking mailbox down it's true. You maybe yeah. need to chop your mailbox down. That's also what the, and not to spoil any groups that we will be getting to, the Amish people like to do that to my home mailbox growing up. So um, the Amish teens, I remember when I talked about the Amish yeah. teen boys, well, <laughs> it was like a mix of those teen boys and then the English teen boys yep. in the area, but they would come through with baseball bats and uh. level, level our mailbox. Um, but here is a brief sidebar to say that um, they started some of the not Amish boys, obviously, started driving their cars through them. I don't. This confuses me because are they not getting cosmetic damage to their cars? I don't know. But they were driving their car over the mailboxes to pull them like fully uproot them out of the ground. And my uncle, a legend, a true legend for this. um, He did it a couple of times, put the mailbox back up. Mm-hmm. And then he did a concrete cast one yeah, time absolutely. when he put it back and mm-hmm. set it with wood around it. So it looked yep. like a standard mailbox. Mm-hmm. And then they hit it and uh, that thing did not budge. And nobody else's mailbox got messed with ever again after that, because I'm certain it like totaled that car and put a kid in trouble. Um, so nicely done. Well handled. Hopefully that kid was OK. Yeah, you know, of course. I, 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 that, that, I am thinking about that now and I'm kind of like. 
that could be really bad. But um, well, yeah. that be. But yeah. So anyway, this is my this is my mailbox story. Keep your location private. It's very important to the young men in your communities. Yeah. So I will say this of teenage boys, um, <laughs> they just have no concept that things around them are of value. They just think refrigerators are full of food. Cars are full of gas and they came from your driveway. Yes. The furniture in your house. Like they can't imagine that a couch costs a thousand dollars. Couches are just things you throw yourself on and drop chips on. They have no concept. And that's how I once got a $40 rug at Target. Ooh, yeah. Hear, hear this. Gather round. Gather round. I'm sitting on the reading mat. I'm ready for the story. I once went to Target. Actually, I went to Target for like six months. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm kind of outing myself here, but listen, okay. I think it's not my fault. Uh, I, I went to Target for like six months and stared at this $400 area rug that I just really, really wanted. I stared at it for months and months and months. I slowly saved my money. I thought about it. I talked myself in and out of it 5,000 times. I, I, one night I was like, this is the night. I'm getting that rug. I deserve a rug. <laughs> so I went to Target to get my rug, but it was late at night and there were only two teenage boys manning the checkout line. This is before okay. self-checkout. Yeah. They are two, like I'm talking 17-year-olds, boys who think food grows in refrigerators. So the rug didn't have a price tag on it, unbeknownst to me. I take it up there. I'm ready. I'm like, this is my moment. I'm getting this rug. I deserve it. And the guys were like, it's almost closing time. This thing doesn't have a price tag on it. And they were like, do you know how much it is? And I was like, well, not exactly. And one of them looks at the other and goes, I couldn't be more than like 40 bucks. And the other guy's like, yeah, probably. Just ring it up. Oh, Yes. Yes. I was like a service. I love it. Our running. young kings. <laughs> I know. Okay. I like ran the through the parking lot with that 10 foot rug. I was <laughs> the like, security guy is giving you a little side eye. Yeah, you're like, whoa, get out of there. Oh my gosh. That's Listen, amazing. Target. I paid the price I was charged for it, so I think we're in the clear here, but uh, there was like a, you know, normal housewife in line behind me. And I was like, if this bitch, bitch rats me out because she knows how much rugs cost. <laughs> Listen, I'm not officially saying this because of course I'm not. Um, but stealing from corporations, it ain't stealing. I that, uh, uh, mm, OK, that's enough. I won't say anything else. I but not this is not stealing. I want to be very clear, but like a right. hefty discount on a rug like Target doesn't need that money. Okay. They're doing okay. Target cuts up rugs that go out of season and throw them out the back so that people can't have them that could use them. Like True that. they don't need this money. They don't need these products. And yeah, you get that discount, Queen. You get that discount. <laughs> and it, like those listeners could not conceive. Give it a try. Yeah, listen. But that is lives. That is some teenage boy energy. Like also me as a teen, to be fair, because I had no idea how expensive rugs were until I became an adult. What is going on with the rug market? It's very upsetting. Yeah. I would like some rugs. <laughs> I am a sensory girl. Like I would, I like the soft touch of a nice rug and my little booty can't afford a single mm -hmm. one. Okay. I found one rug at TJ Maxx mm -hmm. almost broke me. All right. Yeah. But you're, over a year ago, still financially recovering. Yeah. So hit us up with your um, rug recommendations. Yeah. 
Bring them. Uh, please, because I am just simply an aesthetic, sweet girly with century issues that would like rugs. Um, they just couldn't. They could not conceive that they were a like rug, a thing that goes on the floor, could cost <laughs> more than forty dollars to walk on. Impossible. They were like, it could. It could not be more than forty dollars. He. They said. were like, this is a thing our parents have, and our parents only have worthless shit. Everybody has a rug. Is <laughs> they're like rugs, Matt. You know, like <laughs> they don't matter. I love that. That is fun. Ugh. That is why those boys felt fine about right driving their cars over mailboxes because they were like, cars come from driveways. Cars are driveways. Yeah, I, cars are driveways. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I'll just yes. get another one from another driveway. It'll be fine. That. <laughs> That does that does make sense. It's like a Sims. It's yeah. reloading. Yes, that's what they think everything is. So yes, a big what I'm saying to you is this: if you're at a garage sale, hit up the teenage boy. You can live like kings. Okay, next. So true. Shout <laughs> the out twelve to tribes. Teen boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out you guys. We're we, the best. We love teen boys straight up. They're fun. Um, mm-hmm. not in a creepy way. What I just said, a little creepy, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. good catch. Yeah, I, w- I would like to go ahead and cl- self-aware call out that reel one. Reel it in, reel it in. I'm going to reel it in. <laughs> However, what I do mean is that I was a t- I've was been a teacher extensively, and I have always enjoyed the atti- the general attitudes and leanings of the younger male population. I think it's they're true. very fun. We appropriately adore them. We do, as we should. Um, Wonderful. 12 Tribes. 12 Tribes. Let's do it. 12 Tribes is one of my favorite groups in the universe. Because I just have had nothing but like the highest of happy feelings anytime I've been with the 12 tribes. I love their fish. I love their hibiscus tea. I love their clothes. I love their songs and dancing. I love their people. They're so kind. I love it when people refer to me as in the body. I just Mm. love it there. Um, I do Mm -hmm. understand that there are people who have some critiques of their child rearing and that is fair. That wasn't my experience because i was not a member so right what what do i know about that absolutely nothing so y'all are free to right. educate me all right amarin favorite things about 12 tribes yeah i think that a lot of things are cool about 12 tribes i liked the general uh i don't think i'm speaking about the wrong group when i say that i liked the costuming here mm-hmm is that balloon, right? Uh, balloony pants. Yes. Skirts over the balloony pants. I like that. over your shirts. Yes. That like, yes. I feel like, um, more, like, yeah, more shapeless. The smock thing we talked about, like when you went swimming and it was like, would yes. you like a smock? Yes. That no, was but really. hilarious. <laughs> uh, but we could give you a smock right now or two if you'd like. Yeah. I'm but still embarrassed. That, <laughs> it's, nope, that's I'm such fine. a great story. I'm good. It's yeah, youth, right? You just Ugh. never, you'll never do it again. That, mm. but I, yes, I loved the outfit situation. I love the hibiscus tea. I did start drinking hibiscus tea again after this. Straight Aww. up, I went to I went to Target. I bought a beautiful organic hibiscus tea. Uh, there are better places to buy tea, but that's where I went, and it it's been wonderful. I just I just love it. Um, so that's a very micro small point. Thanks, 12 tribes. Yes, thank you, 12 tribes. I also just love and have thought repeatedly about the what you personally described about the welcome, the welcome feeling of Mm. entering the group. Like you just described in the episode, I'm sure that the listeners will recall as well, 
walking in and just feeling like wrapped up in comfort. And it was just like, you're welcome here and you're with us. And I'm like, yes to that. I'm all in on that. Um, I think if you're going to be a cult question mark, if you're Mm going to border on the cult line, it's (laughs) great to have a, a big old supportive base and to usher people in with open arms and hibiscus tea. I, yes, that's a, that's a great cult draw. Yes, it's a really smart move. And also those organic, delicious cookies, right? That was the oh, other thing. And the so, matcha. Yeah. And the matcha. So like, yeah, so I'm loving the food, clearly. The snack game, on point, unlocked. On Can't point. stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, in season one of this podcast, talk extensively about how food would like take me out of multiple groups. So it is not without... It is not something we should not note that they're getting in on the food element oh, here. So good. 12 tribes. Keep it up. Keep it up. Also, just the whole aesthetic in general sounds deeply pleasing. It's to me. so great. It's so comforting slash comfortable slash yes. pretty. Ugh. Yes. And I looked at pictures after we recorded the episode and I saw more about what you meant because I was I wasn't totally on board with the smock thing when you were talking about it because I wasn't sure what you meant, mm-hmm. honestly. And you could probably hear that in the episode if, if you listen back. I'm kind of like, hmm. Oh, yeah. But then I saw pictures and I was like, oh, yes, I love this. I like these smocks can get it. They can get it. They're cool. I love the idea of just not worrying about your body being perceived. Hmm. Personally, like, I don't know. I get really tired of being perceived. I, even when I like wear a push up bra, a man will just be like, look, and I'll just be like, what are you doing? You know, like, no, I don't like being perceived. So this is, I ran a professional meeting last week, a professional meeting with like over a hundred people that I was like giving the slides and giving the talks and all that. And a man came up to me afterwards to let me know that my hair looked better down than in braids. What? Men, what are you doing? Was your, your hair uh, was in braids at the time? No, it generally is. And I oh, had it down. Oh, it was down. So yeah. it was supposed to be like a compliment. It was supposed to, to be a compliment. Why would He's you about say twice like my that? age. Yeah. Oh, I was sir, like. Sir, I, mm, well-intentioned and I hear that. Yeah. But no, thank you. Technically, Less I'm your boss. Perception <laughs> from you. Yeah, I I don't I don't need it. I simply don't. And I want you guys to know I walk the walk and talk the talk. If a man looks at me in public and approaches me and says something like something aud- just has the audacity to say something like tells Hello. you to smile. Yes. No, no. It has the audacity to wave at me, Jesse. Or yeah. like say, Sorry, hi, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's already on site for me. We're already yeah. about to throw hands if you approach me. Like, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not kidding. I wish I wasn't this intense. But like, if you come up to me and initiate a conversation and you're a man, I am instantly suspicious. So, yeah, I just say that to say. That I, I don't know. I guess I just say that to say. I, I It's just true about me. I have to check my own bias. I have to admit it to you all, I guess. This is my therapy cleanse for I, today. too, have to check my bias with men. And I'm sure you guys have heard a lot of that on here. And I, and I do have to actively check it. However, Same. a lot of what we say is um, based on the fact that we're fairly good vibers, as most women are. Amarin wouldn't say fuck off to a guy who said hi to her on the street if he had a perfectly healthy vibe about him it's just a, a whole lot of the time we get really weighted laden hellos and they don't fucking feel good 
it's and they true. don't feel good because they're not meant to feel good. <laughs> I I will just I will go back to that story that I told I think last week where I shared that a man approached me attempted to woo me and told me I look like a bitch yeah Uh, so I'm not over it let's uh let's up our game gentlemen um (laughs) let's up our game just the tiniest bit try try this your bone structure is divine that will get my attention okay that I want to give a little shout out to my sister's boyfriend Aaron thank you Aaron she showed him a picture of me and he said apparently bone structure on lock. And I was like, nice. I was like, yes, sir. Now that is a, a compliment for a woman. I love a to skeleton see compliment. Gentlemen is what we're going for. Or lady, lady, if you're not, gentlemen. if you're not complimenting my very bones, I don't want to hear. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I, I do prefer, I, I will say I, uh, I'm being real now and I am a little biased. I do acknowledge that. I think the recap episode is a good time to acknowledge that. I'm always willing to be called out on my bias. I have led um I have led a life where men have felt very at ease confronting mm. me and causing problems, I would yeah. say. So I is given me just a tiny bit of that uh fighter's spirit. Um but not every gentleman deserves that energy and not yeah. everybody that presents and looks like a gentleman to the to the eye um even is a you know, hetero man, right? Like we don't know. Gender is a spectrum. So I, yeah, I check my bias. I call, I I acknowledge it. um, And I'm not going to do a single damn thing about it also. So besides (laughs) acknowledge it. Because guess who doesn't need a boyfriend? Either of us, you have one and I don't care. So (laughs) I I have one, but he's sort of like, um, well, I have one and no buts. I first of all want to say there are no buts attached to my boyfriend. I have a boyfriend, period. However, he is an ally. <laughs> and he also is is in the uh eye roll men, you know, category. So I mm. he gets a pass. He has an honorary girl card sometimes. Aww. Like he, he can dish tea, like he's nice. He we'll give him a pass. Nice. Granted. All right. What's your, uh, what's your, so my pro, my favorite things about the 12 tribes, obviously the aesthetic and the food, duh. Um, the welcoming nature feels so amazing. Um, yes. Um, and I really like their, here's what I love about the 12 tribes. Here's my number one thing. It's yeah. their, it's their through line. If if you say I really like their your costuming, they will say to you, "It's pleasing to my master." Oh, <laughs> like that you know. I mean, if you look it up on their on their um, website, they'll say like, "Why is our hair like this?" Because this is how we think Jesus wore his hair, and this is how we we yes. want to look. You know what? Why why do you eat tofu sandwiches? Well, because that's healthy for your body, and that's what Jesus wants us. Uh, that they'd never say Jesus. Sorry, they'd say Yeshua. Um, but uh, yes, you know, I really like that. Also, I like their lingo. I like Yeshua. It's a fun word. It is a really fun word. I actually, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of the word Yeshua. I get a little triggered by it. I'm not going to lie because it does remind me of some of the more intense sex of Christianity sure. where I grew up. Um, so I, sometimes I'm like, Oh, <laughs> um, because I did grow up with some girls that like, I think we've talked about this, but you know, no ankles, no wrists visible yeah, of course. at all times. And they some and they were Yeshua people. They happened to be Yeshua people, which oh, is of just course like they a were. Yeah. And they had those little thing. like 
strings coming down the little seats yes. um, um, from anything that they wear, including jean sor- shorts. So that's, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. I see those on people on women with jean shorts and I'm confused. Um, fair. So fair. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. Con for the 12 tribes for me. If I were if I were looking for something I didn't like about them, it would probably be that um, their children seem to not get a lot of choice, which I understand. Like I mm. kind of I kind of revere up to a certain point, but yes. then I feel like they deserve a room springer and they don't get one. Um, yes. So that would be my con. Madison. Yes. I almost called you Madison. Hi, Madison. Oh, that's because we miss Aww. you, Madison. Yeah. That's a little moment. I mm. like that. Amaran, um, what about you? Yeah, for me, I think the community aspect, the tribe aspect, like, I like, I love the language they use. Like, if you look at their website, a people are being gathered, you know, mm, that's like, nice. it's just like, yes, it's very wholesome. It's very spiritual. And like you said, I do I do love a through line. I love sound doctrine that's backed up in practice. I love to see it. I love you being all in on what you believe. And I feel that these people are. Um, mm-hmm. That is also what leads into the thing that I that kind of is my only alarm bell for the group, which is the children, like you said, and just yeah. like concerns. One, like larger concerns around kids, some of which was untrue, Um from the looks of it, because they were they had some messy stuff come up, as I'm sure you know. Because um, I, boy, if you're in a commune, there's one thing you need to have on lock, and it's the way that you treat your kids. For reals. For a variety of reasons, but one, it'll be the thing that takes you down. Like, yeah. it will dismantle you. Because, yeah. like, people want to say that you are abusing children. If yes, you're they do. Communally. Yes, they like, do. Like, we see, yeah. there's, we've seen a lot of allegations of that. This is, this group is no different. You can, you can find it if you look for it, if you want to. And you can, you can prove out for yourself what you think about it. Um, But ultimately, what I looked at and saw just made me feel a little bit like, the passing off to the new generation wasn't going so smoothly. You know what I mean? Like it just felt like maybe things were being lost between parents and children. Um, And maybe, yeah, they just seemed like they weren't really aligned all the way through, which makes me sad because it is just sad. I guess I don't have to explain that. (laughs) When we're throwing around the word cult, you know, again, like I'm not calling the 12 tribes a cult or not. However, one of the issues becomes when you cannot reconcile your children being um, acceptable to you outside of your religion. And that's a problem. You know, it, it creates the group cohesion inside, which feels so good, but it's so rending for anybody that can't conform. So yeah, that's, a that's, very, that's very well said. So I think that kind of sums up both sides for yeah. me, even in just what you said with that. And yeah, it's all love from me, 12 tribes, but I would say that, yeah, some concerns around around some of the doctrinal transitioning and, and education. Room okay. Springer for your teens and you get our 100% seal of approval. Teal Swan. Teal Swan, let your young boys hit mailboxes with their car. 
is what we're saying. We're saying that's an important part of growing up and maturing if you're a young man. I know all about it. (laughs) You're going to want to put them on a work crew the next day where they fix those mailboxes. That's right. So it's sort of what you do is you let them loose at night and then the next day (laughs) you make them fix everything they did. And then (laughs) we are really good at this parenting thing. We're going to kill this. You're welcome. I was like, you even have a a son. So this is great. We can put this into practice. No. Um, Yes. Let's move forward. Till Swan. This. Wow. Till Swan. girl. Was a real surprise for me. Super dark, very triggering. Um, One of the most intense episodes we've ever recorded in terms of subject matter. Like we talked about some very intense stuff. Yeah. Um, And as usual, she was the one that I intended to be like a mm -hmm. lighthearted frolic. Did not happen. Cannot underestimate a woman. For better (laughs) or for worse, you cannot underestimate her. Um, Till Swan first hate the name hate it so much every time i need you to know that when i hear the name teal swan here is what i see in my head there's a background and it's gray and white chevron okay and then on top of it there is a swan an illustrated swan and it's just bright teal right okay popped on there and then it just says teal swan in like the ugliest comic sans you can imagine that I can't get that out of my head. It doesn't exist anywhere. I don't know why I keep thinking about it, but I that is I have a whole brand for her. this. Okay, true story, unscripted uh, <laughs> event happening right now. Ooh. When I think of teal swan, I think of a bright teal background, which I okay. don't love to begin with, no. and a black and white swan snapped oh. on top of that. And also her name, like, crudely written in a not great, like, a really bad font that we should get rid of. Yes. We literally picture the opposite. Uh, you picture a black and white with a teal swan. I picture a teal with a black and white swan. But it's garish and I don't like it. That's hilarious. Um, I think that we <laughs> clearly have on lock um, this situation. And we know exactly what's up. That's the energy you emit, teal. And that's bad, okay? Chevron energy, not good. Nobody right? likes it. No one likes Chevron energy in 2023. I just Fine. need you. Need it's been 10 years since that was in, okay? It's the yeah. batting on the back of my high school quilt. That's the only place it need to live. <laughs> Find me a cult that has ever utilized either Chevron or the color teal. You won't because they know better. Other wiser groups have established this teal. I, yeah. Um, n- this is probably the most hated group for me personally that we've talked about. I Same. hate this, co- this group. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I, well, love, ha- love has one is a, it edges it out just a touch, yeah. but they're very similar groups. Okay. That's true. I am not sure that I could empirically say that I like this one the least. And I also, either. And I also want to say that I'm removing from that judgment because i feel like it's only fair groups that are human rights violators that we've talked about obviously right? like, they're the worst obviously yeah. they're the worst and we believe they are the worst so this is a larger conversation than that to say like out of our f- smaller c- groups that we talked about that were not performing well also teal swan major human rights violations i was going to uh, say <laughs> she could certainly so, qualify it so i will say like i wonder if we are uh, slightly extra tri- triggered by her because she is a long-haired uh pretty girl who wears long flowy dresses like yes. like present company <laughs> 
My, you yes. don't wear a lot of long flowy dresses. I do. Almost I, Yeah. Yeah. But I you do have sometimes. long hair and you're pretty. Thank you. Yeah. I do feel like I see her and I see like a, a dark other side of potential. You She's know? like the dark version of like the bizarro version of you or I. <laughs> it is how I feel. I look at her and I'm like, yes, with with mediocre power comes great responsibility not to do this deal. Like I don't. Yeah, and Teal is very pretty. Um, the former Mrs. Bosworth, you know, she's a lovely gal. Um, but she is wild, man. And I have looked at her Instagram multiple times since we recorded our episode. And it is insanity. Listeners, if you're listening right now, you're not driving or something, just go to Teal Swan's Instagram, Teal Swan Official, and take a, a small look at it. Crazy. Also, there are tons of triangles all over her page, which makes me think she's in the Illuminati. That's that's my new theory that I've added on for no reason. Or she is perfecting her pyramid scheme game. Oh, my God. That. See, why? Why are they so attached to the literal pyramid shape? I don't. I'm not even being facetious. They are literally attached to the shape of the pyramid. According to my fourth grade science experiment, it is a very strong structure, holds a lot of weight. So I'll give it that. That argument holds weight as well, (laughs) Jesse. Like any fat bottom girl is. That's correct. Um, Yes, absolutely. But I, yeah, I, I hate it. I hate the attitude. I feel like if there's a representation of like, I don't know, like she just, she just is constantly like making content that's not informed backed or researched in any way pushing it out and being like this is true and i just know it and and that's just it you know like it's so gaslighty and it's not even like you know like look you can have your weird floofy website and your two million followers and just like pump out some hippie bullshit all day long and i can't be that mad at you like i'm not gonna follow you but whatever but like she her ego is so invested and so her ego has such an iron will and an iron fist to go along with it. So when she puts out stuff, she's not like, oh, the universe is like totally going to bless you today. She's right. like, the universe says that your parents molested you and I'm a hundred percent right and I cannot be questioned. And I'm not even overstating that. That's what she says. I am 100% right. I cannot be questioned. There is nobody wiser than me. I have access to all knowledge. And I'm telling you. And then she pumps out some hippie bullshit that, by the way, gaslights you and lies to you and like totally dismantles who you think you are. Not in a therapeutic way, but in a fucking untrue way. And then she's like, and now I'm your only savior. P.S. What's your social security number? Hmm. I don't like it. Problem and solves the problem. Very convenient. I hate it. It's a it's a scam to my eyes, um, and pretty much everybody else's eyes. I you know I did already mention her Instagram. If you go to the comments on her her post, she is getting ripped to shreds at all times. So um, people are you know they are concerned about her, but I just hurt a lot for the people that have been seduced by. 
I don't know what I don't even know what it is, but you know, lured in and then misled because it's really it unfortunate, truly dark, and I don't really have any favorite things about it. I just feel like it's really inappropriate and wrong and a total abuse of what could be a really beautiful thing, which is just so lame to see. Well, you know, and and uh, Till Swan, in case you would humble yourself by listening to your po- this podcast, which you would <laughs> never do, um, but Welcome. if someone's whispering in her ear. Um, she could turn this ship around tomorrow. She it's has true. loyal followers who literally listen to her until they end their own lives. Um, not that that's all of them by any means, but yes, she certainly has that kind of following. Um, so they wouldn't they wouldn't leave her if tomorrow she dropped the bullshitty part and was like, uh, actually, I'm fallible like anybody else let's actually do some real work together and hang on while I stop telling you you've all been abused so that you'll never let me go because now you need me she could she could take her following and shift it tomorrow to a healthy group of people helping each other which is what all these people think they're joining um she won't because she's so I can only assume she just owns like 8,000 mirrors and all she does is gaze into them but um I will say I have two Good little takeaways um, from Teal Swan. Number one, obviously, she and I both shop in the clearance section at Free People. So, you know, can't be mad at that. Although I feel like she blends a lot with um, maybe some Kohl's action that I don't. I'm not feeling on the, the hippie vibe. And Not a little that, listen, cultural appropriation on top, occasionally. On top, yeah. <laughs> Look, my mom is the queen of Kohl's, no shade, but I mean, it's not where I get my Kohl's rainbow outfits. Um, oh. It is where I got this mug that Amarin liked this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you um, can get a great mug at Kohl's. We have to give you a shout out for that. 100%. Um, but the other thing is, she, listen, there's no, there's no like murky you know, witch's brew that doesn't have like one good carrot in it. And the one good carrot I got from Teal Swan is she says something. It's just one of her talking points, but it's the question is what would a person who loves themselves do? Um, And that's an odd question that she continually asks because then she tells you to deny all of your own instincts and treat yourself poorly. So I don't know why that's her line other than that. It sounds good, but it's a Mm -hmm. useful line to take away and not look at any other stuff of hers. And I actually utilized it quite a bit. What would a person, um, a friend of mine who you also know, Amarin likes Mm -hmm. to ask us, likes to ask both of us the question when we're, when we're overworked, single moms bedraggled trying to get by she likes to say what would our exes do because what they do is prioritize themselves go to the gym before they took care of their child uh Uh you know like meditate before they worried about anyone else's well-being if you were bleeding like they'd continue their hot shower till they're done they would finish the shower they'd prioritize themselves so we know what would your ex do is a good is a good self-care prompt but what would someone who loves themselves do is an even better one because it evokes less rage so i took that from (laughs) teal swan that is a good i like that that's a nice high level takeaway that i think is a very positive thing thank you all right amish I love Amish. the clothes. I love the lifestyle. I love the language. I love the people. I love everything about it. I love Amarin. the Amish. Amish, we love you. You are your tens. Uh, you're killing it. 
Yesterday, I saw a TikTok about a former Amish young man going back to an Amish wedding, and he was like providing like hacks for getting because they're very long, as I'm sure you know. I don't know if yes, quite. Amish weddings can take. Oh, you're there for ten hours. You're like the service doesn't take that long, but yeah, no, the service. But sometimes, I mean, like the service is four hours. Four hours. Yeah, and sometimes they'll go like six if it's crazy. Yes. Um, if, if, if it's a rager, <laughs> um, <laughs> if they're really getting wild at the wedding. Um, but it was, but it was just, it cracked me up so much. He had like a Stanley of coffee. He was like, coffee, very important. You know, he was That's like great. stretching his legs to take water breaks. <laughs> He's like, you got to stretch those long, like got to sit in the back. He was like, don't sit in the back where the deacon has a straight shot at you. Um, and then it was like, when you get bored, you got to do the old phone in the hymn book. Uh, Oh! So he was like holding the handbook and he was watching the game on his phone. Oh! I'm sure he was just joking about some of it, but it was oh, so that's funny. That's definitely a joke, but um, yeah. Yes, it was literally so funny. So I just wanted to mention that because I was like, Solid. oh my gosh, so cute. Um, I love the Amish. That was a really nostalgic episode for me, just being raised amidst the Amish, um, as we've talked about. I, I love them. I think they are so brave and interesting and they're they're doing they are dedicating their lives at a level that most people cannot understand to what they believe and they're being damn funny while they're at it and that's good good i just i just love it they're so funny they're so interesting Amish people would also like do anything for you i like if you i don't know if we mentioned this in the episode but like they're worry of strangers, sure, sure. But like, you will not be in need in a mm. community of Amish people, even if you're an English person. They mm-hmm. like these people are just saints. You know, like my mom was a midwife in the community, as we've talked about, and we were never short of pies cookies anything my mom was like a very healthy woman so i was reaping all the benefits um (laughs) but you know like just generous i mean and Mm. the quilting circles that's something we didn't talk about in the episode a quilt oh an amish quilting circle and they can quilt it in like an hour Uh, yeah i don't that's that's called a frolic. It's a work party. A frolic. So they, uh, if I say like, "What are you doing this week?" Well, we have a frolic on Tuesday and a frolic on Thursday. Ah, frolic is the. I didn't know that one. I love that so. It's much. the best word in the it's world. The best word in the world, and that is what we should call it every time women get together to work because that's how it is. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I love that. I love. I just love it. Obviously, there are downsides, and I personally am not. I'm not interested in the Amish way of life. Um, I like my technology. I'm recording a podcast right now <laughs> um, over the internet. You know, like I, I like this stuff. I like modern life. I, I don't feel that personal conviction. But gosh, you guys are doing it so well. You know, probably not listening to the podcast, but they're doing it so well. When I lived with the Amish, and I don't like this literally makes me like sort of believe in past lives. Um, but when I or or maybe it's, you know, the group that I grew up in, which was not Amish, but, you know, held was akin. And also I was only allowed to read Little House. So I got very pioneersy. Um, so when I when I lived with the Amish, anytime I would put on the clothes, anytime I would be in a buggy, anytime I would be in a home, I would have this overwhelming sense of like 
almost God talking out loud to me saying like, yes, this is right. You're doing the right thing. Not like you should join the Amish or you should not, but just like I felt like I was doing the universe right. Like I was, it felt like the right thing every time I was within that. And so I assume they must feel like that a lot of the time. Um, it was, I really loved it. Um, yeah. yeah. Amish. Aw. Amish um, just... When I watch documentaries about the Amish, there are uh, people often want to expose them and say, like, here's the dark side. And, you know, because they're so lovely and idyllic. And that's good. You should show the dark side. The dark side is always focused on uh, sexual abuse. That's pretty much it. It's sexual abuse within families. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's a real thing that absolutely does happen. It does. It also happens in English families. And I get the impression it's a similar rate. Um, certainly Mm -hmm. in a community that doesn't value cop calling and does value privacy and uh, forgiveness, it becomes problematic when you have a situation like that. I'd like to clearly state that for the most part, Amish communities are very joyful and humor-based and funny and sweet and helpful and kind. Um, I think that it has been my experience that when there is a family who churns out sexual abuse or, or dark child abuse, um, they are an anomaly. They're generally very much looked down upon socially by the rest of the community, but that doesn't help those kids. It hurts them far farther. And, and so if I'm looking, if I'm looking for cons, that's the con in an Amish culture. I wish that it, I wish that they'd reach for outside help when that is the case rather than just kind of socially being like, that's not a great family. We don't like how they live. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That, that would be the downside and it's, and it's worth mentioning, but, I, but I also want to say because there are so many exposés on it, that's not an, a, a part of Amish culture. It's a part of English culture and Amish culture. And I'm sure Muslim culture and Jewish culture, like it's a shitty thing that happens in families that have unhealthy dynamics. Um, but it can thrive when you encourage silence. It can. And I, yeah, that's, that is definitely an important message to take away. Um, I do think it is really necessary to call out. I think othering is something that the Amish always fall victim to. Mm-hmm. People are constantly othering them because yeah. they are operating in an other space that is mm-hmm. different. Um, and it is counterculture. Like it's shocking. It's confronting yeah. to your way of life. I get that. But yeah, sexual abuse, um, it's very unfortunate and it does happen at high rates um, right now. And I wish it didn't happen across the board, um, but I do think it's unfair to misrepresent the percentage um, yeah. that is happening with the Amish and say, oh, the Amish have a problem and not the world has a problem yeah. because the world yeah. has a problem, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So I, I I like that you pointed that out. I'm not saying that it, that it hasn't happened and there haven't been instances where like the Amish have particularly insulated this, right? Because there's a lot of Amish people and I can't speak for all of them. Um, if I were writing fan fiction, yes. Heaven's Gate, rather than suiciding, would have yes. made it their mission to home castrate abusers. Listen, they had the technology. Now, that's something I could get behind. All right, we're rewriting it. If we hit a different, like, if string theory is real and we can hit a different universe string, that's the path we're going down. Get ready, everybody. It's going to be great. Ready. It's going to be fantastic. Okay. All right, the path. What do you think of the path? path? 
I love the path. I do. Did you watch any more of it? No. Um, Get in I, there, Amarin. I know. I feel I literally thought about this this morning and was like, I should have binged the path before this just <laughs> to be like, I did actually watch another episode, um, but I, I have not yet. But I did. I love it. I think it was I thought that was so fun. And I love when we talk about media stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. movies and stuff, because we can talk about it with such lower stakes. One, I yeah. never <laughs> feel like I need to be like, well, the real people in this scenario, like all credit to them, you know, like, because yeah. these are all fake people. This is this is Aaron Paul, um, handsome Aaron Paul out here running around. Um, and. Call I, us. Call us, please. Again, Idaho <laughs> boy. I'd love to talk about several business initiatives. So reach mm. out. Um, <laughs> I do have shaped. things to talk about <laughs> also with you, me. Aaron Paul. <laughs> we all have something we'd like to say to Aaron Paul, I think. Um, <laughs> that's just how it be. Hugh Dancy can also call me if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, also for business reasons. Um, <laughs> no, I loved the path. I, and what I was really trying to get to is that I like that we were able to really talk about the way that it struck us and our perception of it. And I loved... That we had such opposite perceptions of yeah. um, Hugh Dancy's character. I I love often Jesse. You and I are so aligned and so similar in our experiences. I love when we hit a point where we're just polar opposites for, and mm-hmm. I don't expect it. And I'll just be like, "That man is a monster," and you'll be like, "I think he's nice." Yeah. And, <laughs> and um, or some you know some yeah. some variation of this. So I thought that was, I know that's not a specific thing about the group, but that was something I loved about the recording was being able to talk about like just our perceptions of these characters and our thoughts on their intentions when the creators of the show are leaving it up for you to piece together. I was just going to say, you know, like the fact that we had such dramatically different takes on the same character is really props to the writers who created a character that you could have such two different perceptions of. Yes. I would absolutely join the path. I adore the idea of just straight up worshiping the light. When I pray, I always turn my face to the sunlight. The light is actually a huge part of my spiritual um, private prayer life. Um, So the idea of just like straight up being like it's light that's the source of spirit for me, I'm super into. I continue to look for a little light, like sunshine talisman necklace so that I can just secretly be in that religion myself. Yes. 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 I, yeah, I loved the path. I was obviously, yeah, I was very cynical. We all know that. I have a lot of questions. I was ready to dismantle them. Jesse was ready to turn (laughs) me into the, to the cult authorities and get me put in the room with the juice. Um, so that's, sorry, sorry, not sorry. Um, And that's why I'm speaking so positively about the group today is because I was put in the room with the juice (laughs) and now I have to say, I completely agree with everything. And Hugh Dancy is right. Um, no, I'm kidding. I hope you enjoyed your reeducation and wrote some good essays about how great the path is. Uh, yes, they're all live on my website now. You can definitely, (laughs) I promise they're there. Please don't put me back in the room. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was such a blast. It was another fun follow-up to Midsummer um, from season one, which we mm-hmm. all felt a little bit more similarly on. And I'm c- literally constantly seeing affirming um, female thoughts on women saying like, put him in the suit, which I, <laughs> which I just love. Um, so big, big fan of the path. I think it's super interesting. Maybe when I finish it, I'll come back around. I did want to say, the one thing about the light, which is that I also love that. I'm very into it. I'm not sure. 
I'm about to say something kind of wild, but I'm not sure how familiar you are with Thomas Jefferson's theories and like thoughts around light and, no. and divinity. Um, but he actually like leaned into this quite a bit, which is interesting and philosophy. Oh, cool. It. It's pretty high I level. I know he had some interesting religious ideas. Yeah, it's pretty high level. People, I, I, I've definitely tried to talk to people about it before and they'll be kind of like, I don't know if he's saying that. And I'll be like, yeah, but you need to read like essays like you like, I will is, but, but so I'm just saying if you're willing to to invest the time and I know Jesse you are it's very interesting but and I've always thought that that was so alluring and I love the way it's represented in the show I as a nature girly TM and a feral babe um <laughs> you know I am feet in the grass head in the sky and mm-hmm. I I worship the sun, literally, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not not on my hands and knees out here. But like when the sun leaves in the winter, my body mourns it, you know, mm-hmm. like I worship the light. So I, I just love that. I think that's so real. And I love a natural tie um, into your spiritual practice. I think it makes it so much more prevalent and immediate, you know, which is cool. Also, so hot everyone in that show so obviously everyone's I would join that so cult hot yeah in one moment young living oh my god <laughs> a great a great episode if i say so myself um no i'm kidding i would not join this cult again um very fun to talk <laughs> can't about. afford to no dude the barrier <laughs> for entry is i think it's actually gone up from what i was looking at so yeah, no thank you. Um, but the girl that did lure me into that cult did reactivate her Instagram this week. So shout out you, babe. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to be conned again. If you yeah. have anything else you've joined. Got any uh, more money, Amarin? Pink drink, Amway, whatever you got, I'm ready to be taken advantage of. Um, but yeah, crazy history on that, wasn't it? Pretty wild. It's not really. And the link to DoTerra, people don't know about that. I think no. that's, a, that's some fun tea underneath the bo- underneath the. Edge. It really is because I I definitely even as a full outsider perceived that it was like rival gangs between DoTerra and Young Living, but I didn't realize it was like Abraham and Isaac biblical the actually most... brothers. Yes, a man turned on his brother and stole his idea like it's, it's a very <laughs> right. biblical we got a ram in the thicket you know things Traded are going places on in the womb yeah mm-hmm. really somebody's was seizing a birthright over here um yeah yeah no it's it is a full ankle situation and um i how many <laughs> references a Bible can reference, i make guy. to this i've literally said so many t- in like 20 seconds made so many bible references <laughs> um in my bag if you will um no, yeah, so so strange and compelling. Um, I did want to say that the ultimate shade. I saw this this week. Um, one someone that had quit selling Young Living, um, and s- stopped using the oils and switched over to a new group. Someone was asking them questions about it, and they were like, "Do you ever use oils now? Do you have any of your Young Living oils?" And she was like, "Actually, now when we need essential oils, we use DoTerra." And it was like the great, I was like, oh my God, she's gone dark. Like it, I, I almost gasped. It was hilarious. It really That's matters awesome. so much. I was like, she's gone full, full dark mode. She's so sick. This is actually what I love about cults. This exact thing right here. Because if like somebody who didn't know the lingo heard that, they'd be like, oh, they like a different essential oil. But inside you're like, yeah. you're like, 
damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, dude. I was like, oh, she's for blood. She's out for blood. You were like, like they got knocked the fuck out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's over, baby. But yeah, the round is done. That, yeah, so funny. But so fun I love to talk a good cult it. shade. I love it. I will never get tired of it. Same. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to talk about. It was healing. Uh, it was therapeutic. I am less triggered by Young Living now. And also, I did go through my Facebook. Uh, I searched, I went to my Facebook profile, searched the word oil and deleted every single post that came up from the archive just to wipe Ooh. it from my record. Um <laughs> After we recorded this episode, so there was a real positive effect that this had. Y'all never have to see another one of those again. And I'm I sorry. hope you kept your pictures of yourself being blonde. I did. I'm looking okay. very pretty. Um, yeah. But I but what I deleted were the stupid ass photos of like a bottle of oil with some background, and it was between my my manicured fingers. And I was like, mm. peppermint keeps me up on the go. You know, I deleted that shit. That's out of here. I have that's, no interest in that. That's a solid decision. Uh, I would Thank say you. con for me for Young Living <laughs> is that they will steal your money and your soul. Uh, oh, yeah. Pro for me for Young Living would be that I enjoy the scent of grapefruit. Mm, I do. I have a grapefruit essential oil within reach of me right now. Really I love nice. the smell of grapefruit. Yeah. Pro for me, essential oils. I love them. They're great. <laughs> um, they're wonderful for people with, again, sensory issues, having had a head injury. It's a great way. I struggle with disassociation. Um, sometimes essential oils are a really good way to stay grounded if you're working like peppermint, really keep you locked in the zone. Um, mm. These are all very practical uses. Um it has not yet cured my cancer or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So unfortunately, the jury is still out on whether or not that's true. Um, I think they're actually in. Oh, <laughs> I think the jury's no, no, in. No, 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 Jesse. What do you mean? No, no, no. There was a baseball-sized welt on my head, and the essential oils removed it. And that's now what I, have I heard a normal from Skull. Yeah, uh-huh. Young Living yeah. told me that. Uh huh. Straight from corporate. Um, yeah, they, they actually are still <laughs> repurposing that sort. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no. So for me, I am serious. I do love essential oils as of like a just like a fun, a fun life addition, like yeah. candles, you know, yeah. not health related, but fun. It's smelly yeah. good. It make me feel more put together. Me like thumbs up. <laughs> uh, here's what I don't like. Lies, deceit, medical malpractice, um, <laughs> lying to to uh, single moms about mm. about their worth, basically. Yeah fuck that um i am so sorry for being so extreme with my language there but if there's a group of people that i am only interested in bolstering and lifting up it is young and old everybody but single moms right sure yeah Uh, single parents i would say in general actually but like yeah i just hate to see it i hate to that is so nasty and it's just like ladies you don't need anything to make you fit in with the Instagram pictures. You know, like it doesn't matter. It Mm-mm. doesn't matter. Mm-mm. And none of these ladies have their lives together either. Again, I said this and it's no shade, but like all of those perfectly put together ladies' lives yeah. have completely changed, right? Yeah. Some of them are divorced. Some of them have totally quit and moved across the country. Some of them have done XYZ. Like, and that's not a shame. That's the journey of life. But that's what makes it so criminal to act like some of us have this leg up where we're like, we got pointy winged eyeliner on like, oh, boy, it's such a serve. No, it's not. You can buy a stamp on Amazon 
<laughs> and you just, have wing eyeliner if you want. You can't sustain a fake persona. And no. that's why that never works. Like, that's why any pyramid scheme never works out because it insists on a fake persona and you can't sustain it, which is why I don't even begin to try. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's a no for me. All right. Shockingly, Young Living, still a no for me. Still a no. Amarin, if you buy an oil today, what's the brand? Oh, I just <laughs> I just go to TJ Maxx and, and look at the uh, the the ones that are like super discounted, Absolutely. and then I check the back for yeah. like the purity, and I just make sure that it's not laced with anything on the back. Mm-hmm. And if it looks if it looks good and it says it can be diluted or used for topical or diffusing use, I'm like, heck yeah! Um, so that, I just I'm very simple. Or I go to if I'm going to be like applying it like a lavender oil because I like to put lavender oil on my body because. Um, well, men actually, like I think uh-huh. we talked about this, but yes, yeah. men are obsessed with the smell of lavender. No, yeah. I'm also obsessed with the smell of lavender is the truth. Um, so I put it on and I'll go to like the organic store and use like a, I think the brand is like Pure Naturals or something. Nice. Most of my uh, essential oil collection is uh, barter from other homeless hippies. So that's where mine comes See, from. Even better. What's the brand? Who's to say? Um no yeah. one knows. Not even <laughs> the people that made it at this point. It's it's passed yeah. <laughs> and become its Correct. own thing without form and void. Yes. Correct. All right. Um, we're on to the cat cult. The cat cult. Adorable. <laughs> um, no, it was not. I'm kidding. It was intense. But I do love cats. Yeah. I can throw that out there. I am into cats. I think we're against stealing children from fathers, um, overt murder plots, bad one, uh, yeah. <laughs> praying for the death of our family members, and excommunicating and ripping apart families. I think we're. I think we're. Are we against those? But then we're pro kitten. Is that our official I think, stance? I think our official stance um, and the barometer again that you all at home should then directly apply to your lives. Yes. is this. Yes, you that's the official ruling. Us. Yeah, um, jot cats, it down. Kittens, fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, the rest of the list <laughs> that you outlined. Yeah, we're not a fan of any of that. Um, no. Especially, no, not especially anything, but the praying for the death of members of the family is mm, it a big one. I don't like that. It's a poor use of your time, frankly. Yeah, it's pretty unproductive. I can't think of a, yeah, that's not not a good thing. Also, are you guys familiar with karma? Honestly. Because, I like, mean- what you put out, I'm not trying to get all hippy-dippy on anybody right now, but, like, what you're putting out into the world, that's going to come back around to you. And I don't mean to spoil the episode we already recorded, but it kind of did. So I, yeah. Did. Yeah. And, you know, additionally, I would say, like, if you need to believe that your cat is going to physically transform into an avenging angel and save you in end times, mm-hmm. I think if that's going to get your cat more petting, more catnip, more cat toys, do it. Go I ahead think, and believe it. That's fine. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All if that translates that. into murder or family breakups, I think you've taken your love of kittens too far. It's too far. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that I am obsessed, capital letters, 
with the cats transforming into avenging angels. It's pretty um, fucking fabulous. If you're going to make up some nonsense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like groups have done, that's a fun one. Also, Preach. I'd like to think that they are biblically accurate angels, right? I'd like to think that these are like heavily eyeballed angels that the that the cats are transforming into you know yeah Um, yeah yeah and that makes me laugh even more like i'd like to think that the cats are not just transforming into like beautiful serene angels like you might see in your grandmother's home but um truly terrifying like mighty angels with swords um and a million eyes is what i'm hoping that they have in mind i agree with you and my concern with that is that that means that an avenging angel with a million eyes and access to the entire universe is watching me like watch Netflix till the Are You Awake post comes on. That's right. And they're watching me like, you know, just eat a whole bag of potato chips in one sitting. That mm-hmm. I don't love. No, it does. It do make that omnipotence thing feel a little too real you know yeah it's it's a little stressful keep your eyes off me okay i don't need that that being said i am we're not all avenging angels okay some of us just need to watch netflix i can't be on my avenging angel business all the time okay sometimes i just need to eat a pizza myself i I like french onion dip susumi avenging angels i just get over it cat um yeah I I mean, I, I guess if no. I'm being fair, these avenging angels are also eating my trash. So who it's are they to judge me? True. They they are living a similarly pointless, earthy moment, earth, yeah. earth moment, moment to moment. Um, I am into the this is a serious comment, the kind, like any group that has an extension of the idea that like how you treat like the I do like that. Yeah. Is good. Well, that's not Francis. really what this group is doing at all, which is sort no. of hilarious. Um <laughs> because it, you'd think that kind of if you heard, but not at all. Um, but I, I think they're also like puppies can fuck right off. <laughs> right. They're cat people TM, yeah. <laughs> which I just absolutely love. Um Yeah. I yeah. So I like that. I like I saw I, I like I'm like a subscriber to the taking the spiders out of the house, not because the life of a spider is necessarily so significant, but because of the way that that impacts you, right? Mm -hmm. And the experience that it is for a human to find a small thing and choose to help it instead of and engage in a real way with the earth in that moment, instead of just whatever conveniences them for their flow of the day, right? Um, Like, so... I think there's something to that, but yeah, I yeah. don't, I feel like they're in, in a different place um, with this and a, a crazier place. I'd have mm-hmm. to say, sorry to call you guys crazy, but um, y'all are out there. This is pretty out there. You really are. You really are. Listen, uh, we're real, we're real careful about judging people here, but you're getting some side eye from us. This is a, uh, I think the trendy thing right now is to say bombastic side eye, and we are giving you bombastic mm. side eye for that. Yes. Take Big that time. as you may. All right. Uh, we're on to the Mormons. We got three oh. groups left. Mormons, one of three. Ah, yes. Listen, Mormons, 
You're only on the list because I later want to talk about the FLDS. So, but also I think you'd agree that you have a worthwhile history to talk about. We love that you're a new American religion. That's just so effing cool. We, we appreciate that about anybody and the longevity of, and, and enormity of your new found, you know, newly created compared to others. Religion is just really amazing. A 24 year old started you out. I don't, need to I'm not interested in anything any 24 year old has to teach me but maybe no. I'm wrong um that's not sure I'm totally interested but um yeah I think I pretty impressive that that's who started this religion um we understand that you are no longer tied to polygamy I love me some polygamy it's part of why I want to follow you guys around your underwear I love it so much she loves it she does she do love that undie situation yeah. your secret handshakes can't get enough of them please teach me um cons a lot of murder a lot of murder also i just yesterday was learning i was listening to my favorite murder um (laughs) and they were talking about uh the slaughter of a bunch of um pioneers crossing through y'all's territory in which y'all mormons in the 1800s um dressed as native americans and slaughtered a bunch of people coming through Uh It was a real dick move. Then you blamed it on the Native Americans. Uh-huh. I know that you have since apologized, but that was a dick move. And it can't it's do worth- that. So that's the con. That's the, the other con would be that um, while I like your dietary group think, um, I also do like coffee. It's not even the addiction. Oh. I just like the taste of it. So mm-hmm. there is that. Amron, what you got? Mormons, you in or out? I'll join you Out. just for the outfit. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. I'm fascinated by the Latter-day Saints. I ha- I expressed that to you. I was kind of stressed when we were recording this episode because, and I mentioned this to you afterwards, and I probably said it in the episode because that's how stressed I yeah, was Yeah, you it. didn't want to upset your um, friends. Well, I didn't want to upset my friends, but also I just feel like Mormonism is so recent. And like mm-hmm. I did mention you can you just you can know so many things about it that you don't have about something like Christianity, right? Sure, because, yeah. Because it's not as recent by a lot, mm-hmm. by yeah. a lot. Um, and I, you just can't un- overstate that. You really can't. Um, so the level of criticism that you guys get, it's just higher because there's sure because you're newer, yeah, you're newer. And so, like, I am just, I ain't just know that. I think that that's an important thing. And so we don't want to pile on. Yeah. Right. Don't want to pile on. Um, That being said, I think you you probably, I personally feel like the LDS church has got to start addressing some stuff if they want to be, you know, sustained. I I, I personally am not a fan of the, um, the general approach that's being taken and has been taken historically by the church of like things have changed doctrinally but we're not going to like explain or detail how or why or own up to any like past problems really we're just going to say like oh that changed that's not Mm -hmm. the same now and it's like we know you did some of this stuff you know like some of this stuff is real and very real and you should you should be able to reconcile with it and not just get annoyed when people bring it up and i'm not saying that's always the response but also like you just have to reconcile with your history a little bit more. You can't be divorced from it, especially when it's so recent. Um, and 
let me just clarify. I don't think that is on the every man to do. I don't think that's on like the congregation member of the LDS church. I think that's on like leadership, right? I'm not saying like, oh, all of you in church, you should each and every one be out there doing. No, that's not on you. Um, Yeah. But yeah, for me, that's a big con that floats is it's just like, I need some answers. I feel like, I feel like we have all this stuff and it's like, we can't just shrug it off. That just doesn't work. There's some pretty big outrageous beliefs that you guys have ascribed to yeah lds and we know that your official stance has been apologetic on those things but um there it's maybe less of a one and done than than you think but overall Mm. lovely people lovely families oh yes somehow the loveliest in spite of i give full credit to family home night for that I think it's really nice. And and your it's eternal true. ceilings, I think, are really, really uh, bonding. Nice thing, too. I think that adds to it. Also, like, uh-huh. you're, you do have a great diet. You probably feel better than the rest of us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thumbs yeah. up to the Mormons. We uh, like you guys. Yeah. Shout out, Mormons. High fives. One taste. Back to the sex cult. Back to the sex cult. I I love it. It's a, it's a weird one. <laughs> um. This one threw me a bit. I didn't know about this and I was really excited when we started talking about it because I was coming in blind and I was like, ooh, like food and sex and that sounds like it could be a good thing. Ended up not being on board pretty quick. unfortunate. I really like my biggest thing after we talked about it it, all the way up to this morning is I just genuinely don't understand like we're talking full external orgasms for just girls, which I'm not trying to be funny uh, listeners who might want to give me a three star review. I'm not (laughs) I don't understand a an external female orgasm is completely accessible. Couldn't be easier. Takes one minute. I don't understand the rigmarole. Uh, clearly, I need to attend one of your classes. I don't get it because it's it's so accessible. So that's really a stumbling block for me. I guess there's a whole lot of um, exposing yourself and taking down personal walls when you're like doing this thing with somebody else, which, again, you could do by yourself. Um, so so I see the right. value in that, actually. Um very just like I think these are community people who didn't bump into the right community. Uh Amron, what's your take? Um, I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts on this, honestly. One thing is that I read this after we talked about it, because I didn't know anything about it. So I, I was very interested mm-hmm. afterwards. And I read this article that someone wrote about going there, being like mm-hmm. being a part of one of these forums if you will like a gathering convention um and one thing that really struck me that i've thought about a lot since that i wanted to say is she said that um this was a woman and she said that when she went in her biggest fear was that she would be surrounded a lot by like a lot of old men like i read this attractive men Yes. yes and she said actually i was there were lots of women um however it turned out it was a complete ruse Um, because they were actually already members of the cult. They're plants. They were fucking plants. They're plants. And pretty much all of the attendees, the author went on to note, were older, like the paying attendees were old men, basically. Like she was concerned. Um, and they basically kind of like rigged it and flattened it out. Um, that was almost the cornerstone of my rage for me. Was that exactly? 
that's that's bad. I, that makes me very upset because, I mean, it's just it is literally gaslighting. It's literally mm-hmm. lying. It's it's also, I hate anything that's geared towards men. Primarily. I do too. Like, I'm sorry, well, men. I'm sorry, I, but men and their or and their penises specifically. Yeah, well, that's a great point. If it was geared I mean, towards like men's mental your health, your well-being, I would be I, like, yes. I'll build the campfire. Yeah. Oh, baby. I'll t- I will drive you to the airport I'll and back. We'll get you all the way. Food. Yeah. I'll, I'll pump that coffee out. If we're drinking coffee, I'll make mm-hmm. sandwiches even. I'm willing to do it. Okay. Um, that was not a woman joke. I just meant sandwiches would be like reasonable for this. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, was, I quickly realized that I was like, oh, that's like a thing people say, but I don't mean it like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just, I hate it. The idea that you would rig this and lie to people and try to create this appearance of one thing when really you're like, you're marketing towards dudes. You are trying to get men in there and not just men, trigger warning here, predatory men too. Men with like dark, dark energy that are, that want a place where they're being like encouraged to release an inner beast and i just want to say say, the word pussy a lot no no Mm -hmm. no and also a heads up to men in 2023 if you say the word pussy to me in person it's a it is a backhand an instant backhand that's my word to say not for you yeah we have words that we aren't a part of that group and we won't say them uh huh. Yeah. Why is that so easy for for some people to grasp? And this goes all over the place. I will say, like, some people do not. I'm not saying all women get it, but I am like, yeah. Leave some of these words for just for the ladies, okay? Yeah. For the female identifying, because you know they've been weaponized against us. Is it's not hard <laughs> to understand why we wouldn't like that, but um, it's a porn word, and you're look. I again, if a girl says it, props to you, but. It's a it, it is stereotypically a porn word and they're just thrilled they get to say it in public and I don't like giving them a for a forum where they get to. Yeah, it's fair. Um it's completely fair. I I don't like it. I do not like a forum for men period like this. Men like this, I want to be clear. Um for frustrated male penises, let us yeah. stress. We but, don't yes. like those forums. No forums for for uh the FMPs. We don't need that. <laughs> Um, that's pointless and I, I don't like it. You guys can just like have sex with real women. Honestly, I don't mean to surprise you, but there's more women in the world than there are men. And a lot of them are sexually active and interested in Mm -hmm. meeting people. And if you have some charm, you could usually, even if you just have like basic communication skills, you can usually approach a woman and, and have a consensual conversation with her about this. So Honestly, I would just like, encourage you to do that <laughs> instead of joining uh, one taste, maybe try talking to a real life woman. <laughs> yeah. And, and for all of those people who were seeking community, I hope you guys have figured out that there's shit tons of community and they're not hierarchical and they're not invasive of your space and they're not sexist and they're not lying to you. And they are genuinely interested in you having like informed decision-making power. So one taste didn't didn't love it and i can love a sex cult did not love this one i can i do love a sex cult often this no thank you um if you're gonna be a female centric sex cult maybe actually be centric on females 
honestly. Try that. And I Try think that. that's the biggest thing is that yeah. that was your marketing and your reality was the exact opposite. And that is a wolf in, <laughs> in pretty female clothing. <laughs> yes, that is exact. And it's not Wolf Zendik either. Um, no, absolutely not. It's a bad wolf. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a big fat thumbs down from me for one taste um, for every reason imaginable. Um, literally, <laughs> Truly so many red flags. I can't like if anybody wants to defend one taste or you think there's something really redeemable you'd like to share, I welcome it. I'm not yeah, we're interested. We're definitely interested. I, I'm setting the pace here. But dude, I can't find it. I do not like it. It stresses me out. And I feel like the word that comes to mind is just abuse, you know? I'm just like mm, abusive. Also, guys, get with me if you want to talk about like communal dish washing structures because there are lots of them and I can just hand you some easy models and you can take that off your plates. All right. So uh, last group that we're talking about today, Covenant the Sword and the Arm of the Lord. Careful. My mother-in-law is listening. Hello. I don't know if she is or not, but I love Hello you. Hello to your mother-in-law. We yeah. love her. Uh, <laughs> you are a legend. Um, we Truly. Yeah. I want a t-shirt. I want what I want you to do, ma'am, is to find that photo of yourself and then I want you to brand it, trademark it, and start selling merch with photos of that on it because oh, I man. am all in. I think you've got something there. Uh just let me know if you're interested and I will market that with you. Um same girl, same. And I want to shout out to my mother-in-law just for one moment because please. after we talked about this, she went and started listening to our podcast, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. Um uh, she did not yell at me for anything I said about her son. Oh, good. Which I'm so appreciative of. And she said something really funny that I want to uh, say here. Where was it? Um, she said that we should have, ah, uh, here we are, that Marjorie Taylor Greene should take up as the new leader of Love Has Won because they're such a good match. I was like, that's <gasps> a perfect comment. Oh, Marjorie, I know it you're is. listening. So. <laughs> consider that advice <laughs> Tr- truly Cheryl like this is I thought that was golden like what so funny. what I told her you're ushering in the apocalypse you need to back up <laughs> it's true yeah it's true <laughs> that's that's accurate wow yeah. so CSA what do you think Amarin um We've already discussed whether or not we join what's your favorite and not least obviously our least favorite is the racism and the murder hate that The racism and the murdering and the bombing and the cyanide were all thumbs down. Yeah, Um, I don't I don't know about any of that. A lot of the stuff they seized also question mark. I don't you don't need a lot of that stuff. Okay, Um, we don't explosives. Let's let's not. Okay. Um, I think we've all learned some lessons on that point. Yes. Have have we learned a bit? Yes, I think I think clearly. Yes. Um, Yeah. That being said. Yeah, there well, listen, are aspects I'm I'm into. I there are. Yeah, full disclosure, I've been in the garages of a lot of former members. I've seen no C4. No C4. Yeah, they've None. been pretty yeah. good probably about not doing that anymore. Yeah. Uh which yeah. I I I would expect no less. Um yeah. yeah, I well, I have to say one thing I love about the Covenant the Sword and the Arm of the Lord is the naming. I oh, am so sorry. Good. I know that the I know that it's a question question mark group sometimes, but all the names insane. Literally mm-hmm. so good. I'm not sure why. Um Zarephath Horeb was a good first name too. I agree. Like it's just mm-hmm. at every turn I hear names and I'm like, and yes, and another great name. Thank you. Um mm-hmm. 
So I'm a huge fan of, of that. Um, yeah, obviously pretty easy to find the least favorite parts. Um, but I, I, I am a fan of like farm community type movements, you know, Mm -hmm. like I am a fan of that and I am a fan of family support and love and having strong, well-protected families with a lovely community of people that share the same beliefs as you. And I'm, I am in on that. Um, as long, so long as those beliefs don't, don't get why don't get crazy you know yeah they're don't not obviously hate hand. based yeah. you know I, again like as i was saying with our first group of of the list here heaven's gate like being a person who sees these adults outside of that group now and i see them you know like shelling peas together when they're visiting each other and i see like the sweetness and love and lifelong span of relationship between people who have lived so closely i appreciate the sweetness and love. Obviously, I, I feel like I have to keep saying it, divorced from the ideology of the time, which they have disavowed. Um, that shit was awful. Nobody's saying it wasn't including them. Um, but the love is there between these human beings and and um, the sweetness is it. It's the last thing standing. You know what? And the and the hate there are two there are people who are still hateful and you know what they went and joined another hate group they really did and and left the people who regret the ideology and love the people to just love each other yeah yeah and it, that's true that's a very good point it's a very good point i yeah i have a lot of respect for um also your your father-in-law that you talked about and other members that were able to uh, do a quick assessment of the current position they were in, uh, be honest with themselves and then live that out. I think that is really, really respectable. And honestly, what I was talking about with the LDS thing, right? Like a little accountability, a little personal accountability. And that's exactly what we saw. And I think that's what you're talking about is that there was a lot of personal accountability as a result of this. And it was a big eye opener to a lot of people and like we talked about in the episode, this stuff is insidious. You know, hate is not yeah. served to you on a golden platter where you just eat it up at face value. It's mm-hmm. introduced to you inter- incrementally and you slowly are lulled in. Sometimes it is all at once. Sometimes people do get together and just rave over like racist ideologies together. That's true. But many times the entry is not that. And no, it's that it's that yeah. slippery racism. It's the all lives matter racism. It's the little things of like, oh, we should stop talking about race because, you know, that just makes racism keep happening. And really, it's not happening. And like slavery was so long ago. Those are little time. They seem like little tiny statements that slowly hook you in to where you go. Well, now I'm going to now I'm not willing to say black lives matter because that's the real evil. And well, now I'm going to take it a step farther and say, like, maybe you should shoot people if they're wearing hoodies, you know, and like it's that is the slope that yeah. people slip and and it's why like maybe i'm perceived as a bitch in a lot of <laughs> i saw a facebook memory the other day like facebook does nothing but cause me pain in the memory section but right. um, yes. it it put up this memory of uh when i guess i got kicked out of a baby wearing group when solace was a baby 
Okay. Because I had been like in a baby wearing group. I wear it's a popular thing. You wear your baby attached to your body at all times. And I did that with yes, solace and it was yes. great. So I was in a baby wearing group where you talk about different carriers and what works best for you and stuff. Um, so you're with very other like crunchy, wholesome moms. And there was like, I have a screenshot out of, of it. And I did a p- post on my Facebook about it. It came up the other day and it was like, well, here's me getting kicked out of this wholesome mom's Facebook group because it was a thread of conversation. Like, I like this baby carrier. I like to wear this one when I'm baking bread. And then there's me and I'm like, is that a fucking picture of your fucking children on a fucking Confederate fucking flag? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh huh. So you want to call it out at step one and not at step 57. And that's how you don't get all the way there. Um, I love the CSA. Obviously, I don't love their iteration of what they were when they got to the point of having a standoff and everything that led up to it. So I guess I should back it down and say I don't love the CSA. <laughs> I love um, the people that I know now who have that shunned nice. me, which is yes. some of those people. <laughs> which is some <laughs> ah, relatable. Uh, yes. Uh, um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, it was so interesting to talk about. It's a great example of real life people doing real life human things and mm. figuring things out and, and moving through the complicated journey of life with their eyes open, you know, and that's, that is very interesting. Not everybody, obviously. I want to be very clear that I am not saying that every member of CSA, I don't know this, so I couldn't make the statement is like great and made a full recovery or anything from, from hateful beliefs. But I am saying there are lots of clear examples that have been specifically referenced that are very positive. So um, okay, like so this is it. the last thing and we are we are talking about our last group. So guys, it's run long and we are wrapping it up, I promise. But I have to tell you this because it's in my notes. <laughs> yes. So when I was doing my CSA research, I didn't say it in the episode, but there is a shit ton of um, like popular media mentions of CSA through history all the way up to now. There's a band called The Covenant, The Sword, and The Arm of the Lord. There are songs on bands, uh, tracks called covenant the sword in the arm of the lord and here's my favorite i've got it pulled up and i'm going to read you a little bit there is poorly written fan fiction what What? so there's a there's a really great one that is csa versus the taliban (laughs) and it's written by you're gonna love this name han solo 69 Oh my gosh! A woman, certainly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I won't read you the whole thing, but the setup is that um, the ta- uh, the tal okay CSA, who is a training militia, goes over to um, to Afghanistan to meet up with the Taliban for some arms trading. Okay, so they're there. They meet each other. There's a cold stare with each other. I'm going to read you a little bit. Okay. So. So says the man and says the man in the beret in a thick Missouri accent. <laughs> in a thick Missouri accent. I think Guys. you mean Missouri. All right. <laughs> my mis- that's my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be their mistake. If they didn't spell it with a UH, they don't know what they're talking about. Guys, you have been listening to thick Missouri accents for the last two seasons. I'll this take is what we sound like thick Missouri accents for five hundred. <laughs> yeah, wow. So I don't, I don't know what a thick Missouri accent is. Although you're right, it would be Missouri. But uh, 
I guess I guess we have them. So let me go on. So, says the man in a beret in a thick Missouri accent, you must be the Northern Alliance. We're the Covenant, the Sword, and the Arm of the Lord. We're scheduled to receive training from y'all. <laughs> uh, so then the Taliban is like, uh, yes, our base is over here. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. The CSA leader nods in agreement. All right, then. He turns to his men. You heard the Arab boys. 20 clicks <laughs> west. Keep your eyes peeled for these. How'd you say it? Taliban. Heh. <laughs> Should be a piece of cake. You've outdone yourself, Han Solo 69. The dialogue is truly lifelike. <laughs> what? Oh, it's How great. long is, is this fan it's, fiction? It's probably a 10-minute read. It's not bad. Oh, here's, here's the end. I'm going to read the end to you. Uh, the Taliban pulls his bayonet out of the Covenant leader's corpse. He stares at it for a moment in silent rage. Then he raises his rifle to the air and shouts... Alu Akbar! Wait, the Taliban wins at the end of the fanfic? They do, but there's actually an explanation for the matchup. Let's see here. It's that... Oh, um, this is the most man thing I've ever heard in my life, and I'm so mad about it. I'm feeling triggered. Oh, my God. There was an... There was a... There was a recap where they explain their rationale for the fanfic it's kind of set up like it's a video game and so um the taliban has more points for more weapons as far as like you know being dangerous and then the csa has more points for being like a better trained militia uh so you think they're gonna win because they're a better trained militia but the taliban wins in the end because they have more weapons okay well uh and apparently bayonets um yeah. Wow. That's horrifying. Definitely racist. Um, and and yet the Taliban wins in the end. So I'm like, well, OK. Also, obviously not pro Taliban, um, but I am. This is a, they have me in a confusing moral gray area. here. <laughs> You'd be hard pressed to choose which of these groups this writer is being more racist about. <laughs> Right. I feel like there's just an across the board massive amount of callousness and discrimination going on here. Uh, from the Missouri accents to the Arab comment. Um, but I also, what? I am so confused. I am so confused. Why would, what would cause you to make, there's no reason for this fan fiction. CSA, you have. You have fan fiction written about you, and I think it's worth a barbecue and some discussion because you need uh, to hold yourselves accountable for the creativity that's come out of your inspiration. (laughs) I don't know. This might be where I let him off the hook. This has really gone awry. I like that really veered off the beaten path. (laughs) So, um, yeah, heads up. CSA, maybe Elohim City as well. You guys might want to get together and have like a poetry night like a beat poetry night where you read this through because i think it's worthwhile also please invite me i know that like i i was declared undead by you know someone in your group but i really want to because i'm the one that told you about it i'd like to come to this barbecue that's it that's all um that's been our (laughs) that's been season two of cults i join a podcast about cults we join or not 
uh, that's that's what we got. Guys, please come on over to the Facebook group. We really love talking with you there. This is a discussion, not a monologue of two yes. people. Yeah, no, it is a discussion, and we want to talk to you about it. And so hop on the Facebook page, chat with us, share your opinions, tell us what you think we should cover next season, tell us how much you hate our uh, pathetic attempts at humor, if you like. Um <laughs> I'm always willing to be taken down a rung. Um, It's a constant state of anxiety for me. I'm kidding. Uh, But no, we would love to have the conversation with you about any of these groups. Um, Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Amarin, who is your favorite group from season two? My favorite group from season two, and I'm not going to immediately respond. I'm going to think for one second to make sure I'm not mistaken. No, I'm not mistaken. It's the Quakers. It was close Aww. with the Amish, but I just love the Quakers, man. And I love talking about them. And it's the best. It's truly the Mine best. Mine was the Amish, followed almost identically by the 12 tribes. Actually, I I love them equally, the Amish and the 12 tribes. But if I were going to join one, um, I would pick the Amish only because the 12 tribes is intensely communal and the Amish get their own houses. So in my older age i pick having my own house so i join the amish fair so fair i love it guys what a fun season i think i enjoyed season two even more than season one um and so i cannot wait for season three and here's my heads up for season three amarin and listeners i always tell you the fake cult we're going to check out so that you guys can watch it and pay attention in real time so fake cult for season three is M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. <gasps> yes, a perfect media component. Love that you brought it in. If you haven't seen it, friends, you have a limited amount of time to watch it before we talk about it, but I'm sure it's been spoiled for you. Honestly. You've got Joaquin Phoenix. You've got Bryce Howard. You've got aesthetics to please the hardest heart. You do. It's truly, yeah, it's got everything I like. Um, Truly, it is an M. Night Shyamalan. It has Adrian Brody in it. Oh, okay? I for- how can I? I Apologies, Adrian, Adrian Brody. Brody. What's he not is to love? My king. Uh, so yeah. I, that's always the first thing I think of is him being insane um, in every, like, and, and I mean very good when I say insane, not being, not. Do you know insane. he's more busy as a hip hop producer than as an actor? I love everything about him. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's what? actually his like larger oh. uh, jam. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Are I you going straight that. to Google? All right, yes, guys. I, am. <laughs> I need to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to um, start. As Amarin has into, to go. Amarin's busy going down a rabbit hole of looking at Adrian Brody's accomplishments now. Um, <laughs> so that's just you distracted me with. I see your ploy here, Jesse. You came in with Midsummer, which has. Florence Pugh, who's, of course, mm. so beautiful and an icon of our era. Yes. Um, but then, ever since, you've been serving me some of the handsomest Hollywood Boy. offerings that, that are out there. Uh, offerings is not the word, but, like, to watch, I mean. Um, yeah. And I love it. I and- love it. Going from Aaron Paul to Adrian Brody and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, another hottie. We love you, Joaquin. Um, mm-hmm. Of course... Yeah, I was gonna say. Also, he's a good actor too, because as a joke. But I'm not. I am. That was it would be. It would be a joke. I, I am aware that Joaquin Phoenix is a very accomplished actor. <laughs> oh, he's, and also from 
children of God, a cult we will absolutely cover. So it's true. This is get our ready, entry. you guys. Also, you know, art imitates life because we're talking about all these hot guys in these cults. Listen, cults are crawling with hot guys and girls, all it's, of them mentally yeah. questionable, including myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's fair. Um, it's so fair. Thank you guys for being here on this Thank really fun so journey much. and being mostly really nice and really sweet. I'm just kidding. But, but you've been really awesome. You've honestly, we talk a lot about the Facebook community um, and wanting people to join the Facebook community more. But just before we go on this incredibly long episode, uh-huh. I want to say um, if you made it this far, shout out to everybody that has engaged at the level that we have received. It's been awesome. Thank you. We feel like very special, very pretty gals. And we Aww. so appreciate your love, attention, and downloads. We love you. Namaste. And we'll see you soon. Go watch The Village. Love and light. Ooh, cults I join. Ooh, cults I join. If you are loving cults I join and want to help us share the fun, here are some actions you can take. Subscribe and share the show on any podcast platform. Rate and review us on Google. This keeps us visible and gives an angel its wings. Or at least that's what our guru says. Follow us at cults I join on the dot com, the Facebook and the Insta, and then hit us there with all your comments, discussions and questions. We really do love hearing what you think. Finally, a huge thank you to our co-creators. Editing and post-production is by DeverWeb, and the biggest thanks to the incomparable Miss Devin Spruill, our theme song creator and performer. You should go soak up her music right now. And that's it, y'all. Thanks for listening, and happy culting! Cult, I join.